This is Navigating Your Retirement Radio with Travis Chance from CFG Wealth Management. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Travis provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Navigating Your Retirement Radio with Travis Chance. Welcome back to another show of Navigating Your Retirement with your host, Travis Chance from CFG Wealth Management. As always, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, give us a call here at 877-269-0839. That's 877-269-0839. Or visit us on the web at chancefinancialgroup.com. Joining us this morning, he's here. He's clear. He's Tony Shore. Tony, what's happening, buddy? Well, you know what? A lot is happening right now, Travis. It's just been crazy busy on my end here. I've just been going like nuts, uh, just trying to get things done and get my daughter ready for college this fall Uh. and already have to start thinking about pro football, worried about my Vikings because half, they say half the team can't play because they're not vaccinated. So what? uh, Yeah. Yeah. Minnesota Vikings have the least amount of players that have been vaccinated out of any NFL team. And the NFL says the players can't play and have to jump through all these hoops to play if they're not vaccinated. And so right now, they don't even know if Kirk Cousins, our starting quarterback, can play. You hadn't heard that? I had not heard that. No. And our first uh, our first preseason game's coming up in like a week. So, Wow. Crazy, huh? That's nuts. Isn't um, it? It's nuts. Holy cow. The COVID thing just keeps on, you know, the hits just keep it's on the coming. It's that COVID. keeps on giving. I know. We thought, I mean, we're going on, we'll be looking at two years here pretty soon. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. It's just like two years of madness, right? <sighs> it's madness. <laughs> How about you, though, Travis? You're the host of the show. You're Busy the important one here. Busy a one-arm paper hanger busy as a so you've been busy as well and i know you're back to you have classes that you teach at the we have we we've actually started our events back in person so that is terrific because i'll be quite honest with you um uh, you know, we we definitely uh, changed course and uh, we were amenable to doing uh, online and video courses before and video teaching i really am not a fan of that because i'll be quite honest with you uh, the interaction is not the same. The questions are not the same. Uh, right. I don't feel like the message is 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 as clear. Um, you know, it's very difficult to to, for instance, design a question out or you know use the whiteboard, especially when you're on Zoom or you know one of the teleconferencing uh, methods. So we have we have definitely enjoyed being able to be back in in living color, if you will. Uh, and actually in the land of the living. So we're we're at, we're definitely relishing the fact that that we have now hopefully turned a corner. We you know, we can we can get back on track. And, uh, you know, it's it's just been it's been remarkable. Uh, the path, like you said, for two years, it's like we have been uh, in some degree, shape, form or fashion uh, in some level of, of Dante's Inferno. It seems like for the last two years. So uh, I'm hoping 
hoping we can hoping we can get out of that and get get back on the on the right path. So, um, but I do I do want to start off, uh, especially right now, starting off August uh, with uh, with some questions from the audience. Uh, obviously, uh, we're starting to get uh, more and more questions, especially with uh, with our courses, etc. So, uh, one of the biggest questions, Tony, that I have been asked in the last couple of weeks is is actually how do i know if i'm saving enough or if i have saved enough for retirement and you know i think a lot of that is being driven by the fact that there's a couple things going on right now. You have the big movement of the the FIRE investors. That's basically financial independence, retire early is what FIRE stands for. And you're seeing with COVID, I think it's it's really making people think about, uh, you know, do I want to work forever? Do I want to stay in this, in, in this job for an extended period of time? Do I want to make the transition early? And you know, one of the things that those investors are going to face is, is the same thing that tra- uh, traditional or typical retirees are going to face. Have I saved enough? Am I saving enough? Am I on track? Right? A- am I am I doing the right things to to reach my goal? And that's what I want to talk about this morning. So uh, I hope you got your seatbelt on because I, I'm ready to go. <laughs> I do, and that's the that's the big question right there. Have I saved enough for retirement? I mean. Obviously, you hear that question a lot, and that's something people want you to help them figure out, and that's what you do for your clients and these classes you teach. And so I'm glad we're going to talk about it on the show today. So where do we begin with that question? When somebody asks you that, what do you tell them? So first things first, Tony, I think I think we all need to to take a good hard look at our situation because, you know, unfortunately, uh, the math sometimes, depending on your situation, could be a challenge or it could be in your favor. Um, there was a actually a pretty good study from the Vanguard Capital Markets. Uh, basically, it's their financial engines, what they use to forecast you know, future performance, et cetera. And the article I actually read was in Market Watch and it was talking about how much could you, let's talk about and start at age 40. Uh, how much could you retire or how much could you spend or how much should you spend if you retire, say at age 40, if you retire at age 50, et cetera. So it's really, it's really sometimes very comforting to know that hey, uh, I love getting, I love getting my my position backed up because I've told, I've talked about right. on this show, I've told you guys over and over and over. But you know what? We pick on Vanguard, we pick on some of the the bigger uh, the bigger entities from time to time. But I, I do like the fact that we do agree on one thing your distribution rate is going to determine whether you are successful or not. And I know that most people are like, Oh, I don't, you know, that that's, that's not true. You know, Bill Bingen said that we could withdraw 4% and be okay. Well, he did, but that was for a retiree that was in the traditional model retiring for maybe 20, 30 years. Um, if you're in your, let's say you're 40 and you're in your phase where you want to retire early. Well, Tony, here's the problem. Would I, would I think everyone like to retire and walk away at age 40? Sure they would, but (laughs) I don't know anyone that has a birth certificate with an expiration date on it. So we have to plan as if we're going to live from for normal life expectancy. So if, if you are, let's say 40 years old, which is, which is longer and longer all the time, correct, correct. Because, uh, you know, medical advances, 
uh, modern technology. We are living longer. And if you're 40, you probably need to plan for a 50 year retirement. So if you think about it and you look at like a lot of people try to use the 4% rule or make it fit their narrative, it's not going to probably work out in their best interest because according to Vanguard, they said that there's only a 36% chance that if you are 40 and you retire and draw 4% of your of your assets per year to live, there's only a 36% chance that you will be uh, you will be correct that you'll actually be able to live. I can't even that believe long. it's that high, honestly. Well, and for some you know, people, uh, you know. and and here's the thing. Um, this is their estimate, 4%. Uh, so it has a 64% fail rate. But I think what it illustrates wow. is this. Uh, you know, if you if you only need to retire for 40 years versus 50 years, it's about 50-50. Okay? So right there, that tells you one thing. You need to know how long of a time horizon that you're going to be uh, trying to plan for. Because if you go from 50 to 40, it goes from a from a 64% fail rate to a 50%. If you go from 40 to 30, then you start to to be able to uh, to really hone in on that 4% rule that Bill Bingham was talking about. But one of the things I, I do think was a little misleading was uh, Mark Holbert wrote the article in Market Watch just to give credit. Uh, but one of the things that was misleading was is I think that was his his skew on the article, because when you go to the Vanguard uh, VCMM uh, forecast model, I think it's it's going to be very challenging even at four uh, percent. I don't think even if you're planning for thirty years that that's going to be possible because I think what it what it really does is it it shows two things. Number one, it shows what historical returns have been, which obviously we know historical returns no guarantee of future success uh historical returns in the market uh 10.37% is what vanguard says uh bonds 5.3 inflation 2.87 okay that was then let's talk about now yeah the, that was the then forecast this is now. for 10 years going forward however is 4.02 for U.S. stocks, 1.31 for U.S. bonds and inflation is going to average about 1.5 to 2% so, Tony, if you have, wow. let's say, let's say you have a portfolio uh, that you're drawing 4% and your stock returns are 4.02 and your U.S. bonds are 1.31, do you think that the historical model is going to work in your favor or going to work to your detriment? It's probably going to work to your detriment. You have to, oh, yeah. you have to start from the ground up. So, if you're saving for retirement or if you've already saved and you're wondering, do I have enough to retire? Here's a list of questions that I think you need to answer. And this is from from reading this article, which I'd encourage you to go on and look at. Okay. Uh, number one, how much will you need to spend in retirement? What is your distribution target? Right. Mm. What, what? How much of that? How is... much pizza do you plan on buying? <laughs> I knew you were going to pizza. It just <laughs> it, it just it, it was just all it was just all in the cards. I could see pizza in the future. Uh, no, you have to know how much will you need to spend in retirement? What's your distribution target? Right. Um, how much are you going to need to live comfortably now? You know, we we and we need to we need to to put that in two uh, perspectives. Number one, what is a need and what is a want? Right. You need to eat. 
you don't you don't need to eat filet mignon. You want to eat filet mignon, right? <laughs> right. I mean, right. so I also don't want you retiring and living off of rice and beans. But at the same time, you have to be you have to be really thoughtful about what you're doing. Because when you set your spending target in retirement, that's what is that's what's really driving the distribution rate. Like this, we talked about the four percent rule just a second ago. That's what drives that that target. Because you know, if you have a million dollars and you have a four percent distribution, that's forty thousand dollars. So if you let's say you're taking Social Security and, you know, you need twenty thousand dollars and you think four percent is going to be your number. Well, that means if you have a half a million bucks, you can take 20 grand. Okay, does that make sense, Tony? Yep. So so is is that 20 grand going to be enough to sustain you if the answer is 30 then now you're taking 6%. You're not taking 4%. That could increase the probability of failure in your retirement portfolio. So first thing we need to do is we need to have a long, hard look at what we are actually going to need to live comfortably in retirement. And we need to differentiate between needs and wants, right? So if if let's say, for instance, uh, you know your Social Security plus uh, 20,000 gets you to your needs, Okay, that's fine, but you need to understand there may be periods where you can loosen your belt. There may be periods where you have to tighten your belt. As long as you treat the the want portion of your income need as a want, as a a, a, a hypothetical, basically it's a target you're trying to achieve. If you hit it, great, you spend it. If you don't hit it, you don't spend it. Uh, as long as you give yourself some latitude on that, I think you'll be you'll be in a lot better uh, position long term. But really and truly, you need to think about if if you're putting that much weight on the nose of your plane, so to speak, how long is that plane going to have to fly? How much income uh, are you going to need and how long are you going to need it for? Um, I had a I had a very in-depth conversation about Social Security last night uh, with a with a couple and we were talking about you know, why they should probably wait at least one of them, the highest wage earner, wait till at least 62 or 67, excuse me, and the lower earning spouse take it at 62. It's because their life expectancy, they had aunts, uncles, and their parents that all lived into their 90s. So at a minimum, the highest wage earner probably needs to forego Social Security at least until full retirement age because in the event that one of them passes, you don't want to shortchange the surviving spouse. You want to you want to create that income and and put as much uh, much uh, foundation under that that house if you can. Right? You want to you want to make the foundation as strong as possible. So. How long you retire will determine how long you can support question number one, which is how much do you need to retire? Uh, And then here's the other thing, Tony, when you when you're planning for your retirement, you need to think about when I know we've talked about it before. Building your retirement income plan is like building a house. Okay, Um, you have to start with your foundation, which is obviously your your Social Security. Uh, But if you have other income sources like pension, uh, if you have other, you know, rental income or whatever, anything that you can actually uh, have a reasonable expectation that it's going to be there regardless. 
those are the types of things that start adding the the pressure uh, load bearing walls if you will the pressure the pressure supports inside of your your structure because that's what's going to be what holds you up when markets are good and markets are bad and is it safe to say Tony, I, I, I feel like we have a couple things we can really assume. Uh, is it safe to say that uh, markets could get volatile in the event we see a huge tax increase on the horizon? Do you think that's possible? Oh yeah, absolutely. Obviously, if you know, we've already seen. We've already seen. Now we're we're back at all time highs. Uh, we used to see 20 percent corrections on a regular basis every one to three years at a minimum. Now they are becoming fewer and farther between because we still have Fed, uh, the Federal Reserve intervention. We still have you know government uh, assistance. We still have a lot of programs that I, I'm sad to say eventually you want to dance you got to pay the band eventually you're not <laughs> going to be able to support those you're going to have to pay the bill and when we pay the bill what happens to the cash in our pocket it disappears because we have to pay for what we've got so eventually we are going to see some corrections and in, in, in all likelihood uh, i can't tell you the date i can't tell you the time but is that something that's probably going to happen? Yes. If that happens, that's why pensions and Social Security and other forms of income, guaranteed income or reliable income are so important. It's because they're going to help us get across that that river of uncertainty at that time. They're going to help the the boatman get us across. Right. We're, we're going to be able to survive and to be able to provide for those needs, whether it's a good market or it's a bad market because that's really the key folks. We don't know what we're about to retire into. You want to hope for the best, but you have to plan for the worst. So, just as a review, if you're if you're in this this mode of planning for retirement, how much will you need to spend? How long will you need it? And what sources of guaranteed or reliable income do you have at your disposal? These are all very key things that you have to think about. But Tony, right. uh, you know I couldn't have a show without mentioning my favorite topic. Uh, what's that? Taxes. Ah, uh, yes. Because, taxes. because I'm, I am sorry to say, uh, I, I know that nobody is like, oh God, he's talking about taxes again. I am. <laughs> I am one. You already brought them up. I am once. They're one, going up. I am one hundred percent talking about taxation because. If if you give yourself a long enough time horizon and you begin to to write the ship, you can choose how much tax increases in the future are going to impact your portfolio, because how tax diversified one is, it, it really has an impact because think about this. Let's say that uh, let's say that you have a single person. Uh, you know they're drawing forty thousand dollars a year from their IRA. They're getting you know thirty thousand from Social Security, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, if if they as a single person, if they start to draw more and more of the IRA income, and it's all pre-tax, and inflation is rampant, they've they've got to have that money. It just is what it is. As they draw more and more, what's going to happen to your tax rate? It's going to increase because we're in a marginal tax rate system. So 
if you think about tax uh, tax rates in in regards to your retirement, Roth IRAs, one of my favorite topics, uh, brokerage accounts. You know, we're talking about capital gains and dividend rates, not ordinary income. If you can limit some of the taxation, then what you're actually doing is you're helping the other questions that I've asked. Case in point, Tony, think about distribution. If if you have a tax free account. Roth, if you have right. a tax uh, tax uh, advantaged account, meaning brokerage capital gains versus dividends, if you can take a sliver from all three, what you may actually find is you don't have to take as much because you're not paying Uncle Sam as much. And when you're not paying Uncle Sam as much, you can either spend more, which is great. I don't know anybody that doesn't want to spend more in retirement. Or you can limit the distribution. And now instead of maybe taking 4%, you may only need three and a half because you don't have to pay as much in tax. That's going to allow your portfolio to continue to appreciate. That's going to allow you to have more money for longer. That's going to give you years on the end of your retirement, going to help eliminate some tail risk. And folks, that's when you start to really get efficient and you can really start to say, okay, you know what? The clouds are starting to part. It's not as dark and bleak as I thought. Maybe now I can actually retire or maybe now I can go on that uh, extended European vacation after COVID. Uh, I can go and, and do the things on my bucket list because I will tell you this and I've said it before, Tony, and I'll say it again. Folks, if you don't fly first class, your kids will. And I don't want them <laughs> flying first class. I want you flying first class. Now, by default, if you do it correctly and you plan for your retirement properly, you're going to probably leave more money than your kids have ever dreamed that they would have received in an inheritance. But here's the problem. If you're if you're really in a putting yourself in that stressful situation where you're trying to limit what you're spending because you're thinking about, you know, am I going to get taxed? Am I not going to get taxed? Am I going to leave the kids this? Am I going to leave the kids that? That is a miserable existence in retirement. That is a miserable experience. And you did not work all your life to literally sit home and worry. That's not why we're here. That's not why we that's not why we're put on this earth. And I don't want you to not take some of these things to heart and take the proper steps to make sure your plan is efficient. I want you to go out and enjoy and live your life. I mean, we are getting back to where, you know, uh, I think, what is it? 70% of adults now are vaccinated. We're getting back into, into life as we know it. Uh, folks, don't let fear run your life. And I think a lot of times, Tony, that's that's what happens is fear is what dictates what we do. Uh, I, I just, I don't want retirees to put themselves in that box. And a lot of times what we see is very chocolate vanilla options inside of a 401k, which still could be the right way to go. But in a lot of cases, it's not. Uh, with the fact that as Vanguard put it, and this is Vanguard, not me, uh, with the forecast that we could potentially be limited to 4.02% in U.S. stocks and 1.3% in U.S. bonds for the next 10 years, 
you need to think differently about your traditional retirement plan because a lot of retirees limit themselves to like a you know a 50 50 a 60 40 stock to bond um well if you're if you have a 50 50 and 50 percent of your assets are going to two going to four percent and then the others are 1.5 you're going to have a very hard time producing four percent income folks so we have to think differently about what our risks are about what our options are and that's why you need to have a plan give us a call 877-269-0839. Let us help you figure out what's best for you and your family. All right. That sounds great. And you know what? It's been a great show. We're out of time. Uh, Thank you so much, Travis. And it's an important question. All these questions are very important. I urge our listeners to pick up the phone, give you a call. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Navigating Your Retirement with our host, Travis Chance. Thank you for listening to Navigating Your Retirement Radio with Travis Chance. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Travis at CFG Wealth Management. Call 877-269-0839 or visit them online at navigatingretirementradio.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by CFG Wealth Management LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Georgia. Insurance products and services are offered through TL Chance Inc., an affiliated company. CFG Wealth Management LLC and TL Chance Inc. are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. 